Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the second chapter, and we're going to go to the 18th verse where we left off in the previous episode. It says this, John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Okay, so what's the context? They are, they're fasting for some reason, for some purpose, and there were many things for which the religious rulers called the people for fast to fast. There were very, very few things that the Lord called them to fast over. Okay, There was times of fasting and things like this. But the religionists had made quite a show of all this kind of stuff. So there was something going on right here, some event, something. John's disciples were fasting. The Pharisees are fasting. And they came and said to him, to Jesus, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Now, that's an interesting question. Is Now, who is the they that comes and asks? Is it John's disciples? Is it the Pharisees? Well, the way it's presented is like somebody outside of that. Though it could have been one or both. It could have been whatever. Just people there. And they're saying, like just asking a legitimate question. Why do your disciples not fast when these other ones fast? Now, again, uh, I'm assuming we know basically what a fast is. A fasting is setting aside of uh, a particular need or a particular want, particular desire for a season for the purpose of uh, prayer, for the purpose of focusing upon the kingdom of God, for the purpose of, of receiving from the Lord, of hearing from the Lord. Often, most often, it's associated with uh, not eating and not drinking. So you may fast from a meal. So you may eat breakfast and then fast during the day and then eat that evening for a particular purpose. Uh, it's something that we'll see here in just a moment that the Lord says, yes, there'll be a time for this. But it usually isn't what man has created it to be, as in all things, right? So let's just listen to what Jesus said in response to this question. Verse 19, And Jesus said to them, While the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. And so Jesus is going to give them really three pictures of some things. He's going to talk to them about a bridegroom, and he's going to talk to them about a piece of cloth, and he's going to talk to them about a vessel that holds wine. So this is all in response to this. And he's saying, hey, when the bridegroom, let me just give you an example of Jesus to say, when the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom, they don't fast, do they? No, it's a celebratory time. The bridegroom is with them. They cannot fast. But then Jesus says this in verse 20. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. So when the bridegroom is there, they don't fast. They're enjoying it. It's a time of celebration. But then the bridegroom leaves, and then in that day there will be a time of fasting. Well, Jesus is speaking of himself here. Though it's not real obvious to anybody around at the moment, but when you see the totality of the scriptures, you begin to understand, oh, we see what he's saying right here. But he doesn't stop there. In verse 21, he says this, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear results. Okay, so we know what he's talking about right here. Uh, 
if you sew a piece of cloth uh, as a patch on another piece of cloth and that first patch hasn't been shrunk, hasn't been washed, hasn't been uh, prepared to what will be its final state, <laughs> if you don't do that when you wash it again, what's it going to do? It's going to shrink and it's going to pull away from the old garment and it's going to create a worse tear. You see, everybody knows that's just the, the logistics of life. Then he gives them another example. Verse 22. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is lost and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. So what's that all about? Well, it's just a process of how wine is created, is fermented. And when you pour the, the fruit of the vine into a new wineskin, over a period of time, it will ferment. A new wineskin is soft, is subtle. It will be able to expand. Okay, it'll expand uh, with what happens uh, with the creation of wine right there. If you put new wine into an old wineskin, what does the old wineskin do? Well, it's already expanded at one point in time, and now... It's older, it's dried out, and it can't handle the pressure, okay? It can't handle the newness. It can't handle the expansion, and it will burst. And what happens then? Well, you've lost the wine, Jesus says, and you've also lost that skin, okay? That wine skin was valuable. It was worth something. You could do something, even though it was an old wine skin. You just couldn't put new wine in it because of the fermentation process. It would expand and expand and expand. So what is Jesus saying here in the midst of all this? He's saying, why do John's disciples and disciples of Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? That's the question. Jesus is basically saying two things right here. First thing was the first example. When the bridegroom is with you, there's no reason to fast. The joy is here. We're all together as one. But then he was saying this also. He's saying, what I am presenting to you as the kingdom of God is a new thing here. Okay. It is the fulfillment of the old covenant, but it is a new covenant. Things are going to function differently here. Even in the fasting, you're going to function differently. You cannot put a new thing, the new thing and I'm speaking of, the fulfillment of the kingdom of God, and lay it on top of the law in particular, which is what he's speaking of here. You can't lay it on top of the law and expect anything but a tear. Okay? Anything but a burst. This new wine that Jesus is bringing forth requires new wine skins. And that's the reason you see throughout the scriptures that we are described as new creatures, new creations. The Lord will give us a new heart or a heart of stone <laughs> that he gives us, uh, even though we still live in flesh, that we are new beings, new creations, new creatures, because the new wine is in us. If we try to take in the new wine, but we insist on retaining the old wine skins, then it's just going to burst. And guess what? You're going to lose the new wine, and you're going to lose the old wine skin. So the kingdom, the kingdom of God that Jesus was preaching, that he was proclaiming, was not at all what they thought it was. It wasn't this thing of keeping religious days and dates and festivals and fastings and all this type of stuff, and things that you eat and that you don't eat, things that you drink and that you don't drink, even things that you do and you don't do. You find out later on in the New Covenant, in the New Testament writings, Jesus revealed to Paul the degree of freedom that we have, the degree of liberty that those who are true believers have. 
It's beyond anything that most of us live in. We still live under uh, religious restrictions that are superimposed by man, not by God. And if you're a new creature and you're a new creation, you will be a new wineskin that can hold that new wine. And it, it will just ferment and ferment and ferment and grow into the, a new kingdom vessel within you. Same thing with the, uh, the garment. It won't pull away. It won't rupture. It won't rip in any way. So anyway, Mark chapter 2, verses, what was that, 19, 18 through 22. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye.